Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution. And today, delighted and perfectly happy to be your podcast host for this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Attract. Attract is a powerful marketing suite that enables you to spend less time on the drudgery of marketing and more time growing your business. Attract gives you the technology and the content you need to find your ideal prospect and turn them into your best customer. If you haven't done it lately, I will urge you do yourself a favor, at least check it out. Visit agencyrevolution.com and request a demo of their award-winning software today. Uh, and I am delighted to invite you to listen to this conversation with my guest, Steve Lekas. I think you'll find this one to be intriguing. Um, and perhaps a, um, a, 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 well, a window into the future. Steve is the co-founder and CEO of Branch Insurance. Now, uh, Branch Insurance is um, an insure tech that delivers insurance. Uh, from time to time, as you are probably aware, I interview startups, I interview the CEOs or founders of insure techs, uh, largely a couple of reasons. One, I think it's absolutely critical you're aware of the uh, trends that are shaping the future. And two, there are certain insure techs you simply need to be aware of to determine whether or not they're an appropriate fit for your agency. Uh, this is an insure tech that I think you'll agree has, um, well, a, a very intriguing and compelling value proposition. So <laughs> let you be the judge for yourself. Uh, unlike some other insure techs, Steve is an industry insider. So from time to time, you know, I'll interview somebody who sees a problem in the industry, maybe as a consumer, and they've got technology skills and startup skills, and they uh, approach the problem with their solution. In this case, Steve's a decades-long insider. He was uh, formerly the president of ISU's um, uh, Underwriting and Personal Lines. Prior to that, he was a director of product management and actuarial services at eSurance. So as you can imagine, this is somebody who knows insurance and knows technology. Um, the magic of Steve's value proposition, as I see it, is that um, they are, uh, and they promise to obliterate the insurance application process and personal lines and in some ways obliterate a lot of the pain for the customer. Now, before I introduce you or invite you to listen to the uh, podcast itself, a couple of real quick announcements. Um, one, I, I think I mentioned this to you previously. We're moving from a weekly format to a bi-weekly format. This gives me the opportunity to very carefully curate uh, content, to very carefully curate and prepare my guests and to very carefully select who those guests would be. If you have thoughts about somebody you want to hear from in the insurance industry or uh, somebody that you think will make an impact on our audience, reach out to me at michael at michaeljans.com. I'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, also, I think I've mentioned to you that we are now very, very close to achieving um, our 250,000th download to this podcast series. And um, I'm, I'm working on a couple of content pieces for you, um, to some extent, really very largely based on things we've learned from this content series, so or this podcast series. One of them is done, uh, of these two content pieces. One is in process, the one that's done. Uh, really, with the assistance of over 200 hours of interviews with the top thought leaders and CEOs and marketers in the industry, combined with field research with my own clients, um, this uh, piece really focuses on what's working in the insurance industry right now for organic growth. And so um, I uh, got this up online yesterday. My tech team did. You can download it today. Uh, it's called Seven Secrets to Grow Your Agency 25 to 40% in 2021. Get more leads, more sales, and more customer lifetime value with the tools and techniques that work now in the modern age of insurance. Remember this or write this down. You can download it for free, no charge, at sevensecretscheatsheet.com. Sevensecretscheatsheet.com. The second piece is um, a, a really comprehensive analysis of the things we've learned, the lessons we've learned, the most important things that my guests have delivered to the audience. So I'll share with you how I'm approaching this. Uh, I'm, I've transcribed um, all of the major conversations, the ones that I thought were really the most poignant and powerful. I've identified uh, 11 at this point, uh, top thought leaders, geniuses, um, uh, the, the people that, that really made an impact in their conversations with me and for you. And uh, I've analyzed, dissected uh, those transcripts, I've identified uh, 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 key statements that they've delivered. And um, so far, I've identified 10 themes. I think, so I think it will come down to um, 11 uh, and a kind of an analysis, a very quick, punchy analysis of 11 of the top contributors and uh, an identification of the key themes that th they uh, collectively think you need to pay attention to in order to succeed as an independent agent in the future. So that one's not ready yet. I'll keep you posted on how that's coming along. The other one is available today at sevensecretscheatsheet.com. Kind of silly to call it a cheat sheet. The cheat sheet is the last page. It's really about 15 pages, as I recall fairly comprehensive summary of uh, much of what is working and what is needed in an agency in order to get to the next level in organic growth. So grab that and uh, share your thoughts with me. So now, without further ado, it's a great pleasure of mine to introduce you to this conversation with the co-founder and CEO of Branch Insurance, Steve Lekas. Steve Lekas, thanks for joining us. How are you? Michael, doing great. It's good to be here, and thanks for having me. Uh, indeed. Well, um, as I've told you before, uh, I'm excited about this conversation because it's a little bit different than some conversations with insurtechs, okay? Um, because oftentimes uh, an insurtech, like a startup CEO, will be tech first, and uh, maybe they discovered a problem in the industry like 
gosh, I can't believe how hard it was to get commercial insurance or something like that. And then they say, I'm the guy to solve that problem. And they go about solving the problem. And in your case, you, you really were insurance long before tech, uh, I would say. Uh, but you, you've been engaged in the technology side for a long time. So with that introduction, uh, you're, you're kind of, I don't know if you would say disrupting, but certainly transforming the industry. And you've got a deep industry background. There's your intro. Uh, so for those who don't know you, who are you, Steve Likas? Thanks, Michael. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, my name is Steve Likas. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Branch Insurance. Coincidentally, today is my 20-year anniversary in insurance. Uh, I was a sophomore in college. Happy anniversary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sophomore in college, putting myself through school. Uh, and like many, um, <clears throat> I took a job in insurance because it was convenient uh, and I started taking claims while I was going to school for tech. Uh, I then was adjusting claims and then underwriting insurance and then uh, in product development, product management uh, and strategy functions. I had the neat opportunity to build the first online home insurance business at a company called eSurance years ago. And, uh, and then uh -huh. I left the industry proper and went to the data and analytics side uh, for the insurance services office, uh, which I'm sure all you guys know from your licensing exams, uh, and, uh, and then left to start Branch about three years ago. Uh, and so uh, I'm particularly uh, deep in personal insurance. I like to read insurance history as a pastime, and I don't know as much about current events as I know about the history of this particular marketplace. <laughs> All right. So you're the founder and CEO of Branch Insurance. That's right. And uh, it, okay, so Branch Insurance, um, what makes it different? Tell us what it is. So Branch Insurance is a technological insurance company that's built on a lot of old ideals. First of all, it's built on the idea that insurance is good. Uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, I mean, if you ask most consumers, the words necessary evil would surface, but evil is always in there somewhere. Um, and then the thing that Branch does um, that, you know, resembles an, a few old ideas is one, we believe that insurance is a communal good. And the good that it does for the world is it allows us to focus on the things that uh, that lead to progress in our lives um, and not have to care about, um, well, could I do that thing or did I just jeopardize all I built to this point? And the wonderful thing we all get to take for granted today is we don't have to worry about buying a house because we have insurance. Otherwise, who would do that when you put so much on the line or buying a car and driving it for the same reason? But the reason we say communal good is because insurance is a simple idea. It's many of us pooling small resources so the unfortunate few of us can take a big chunk when we need it. Uh, and we feel like uh, in looking at the industry's last hundred years, we as uh, a marketplace, the older insurance industry has tried you know, to show consumers that they're being saved uh, you know, they're in good hands. They're someone's good neighbor. Uh, uh, they're there for you. When it's actually the community's wealth 
uh, that, um, that creates the indemnification, the, the benefit. Uh, and so Branch reintroduces that concept through a cooperative managed by a for-profit entity. We use a reciprocal exchange for all the nerdy insurance folks. Uh, let's Take think. a moment. Uh, uh, let me uh, bookmark that one for a second. Uh, reciprocal exchange, if you would so explain what that is. A reciprocal exchange actually isn't a legal entity. It's only an entity as in as much as the Department of Insurance has approved it to transact insurance in the state. But what it is more fundamentally is our constitutional right to contract with one another. And so what we're doing is we're reciprocating uh, a contract. We're exchanging an agreement that all of us agree to um, and that will govern our relationship. And so the original exchange was happened by um, a group of merchants in 1881 in New York. And they decided they were having a difficult time getting access to insurance and definitely at a decent price point. And they knew each other. And so they said, why don't we all just pool our own money and we'll write a contract amongst us. And should anything happen to one of our stores, typically it was fire at the time, then, um, then we'd all kick in uh, to solve the problem. And, and the interesting dynamic here was that we all knew each other. We're all looking each other in the eyes. And not only did you expect indemnification, but you also had the gravity of, well, I'm not going to file a frivolous claim or a fraudulent claim because I had my, my own accountability to the group, uh, which was you know, an earlier idea, but the way reciprocals were born. Today, you'll know reciprocals um, in the form of farmer's insurance, USAA, Indeed. Erie, and Pure as some of the best known. Uh huh. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, I, I don't know if that's an organizational structure. Is that how you would define it's, uh, that? It's a reg regulatory structure. A regulatory structure. All right. So, uh, tell us a word or two about branch. Uh, so let me ask a couple of questions. Um, how many people are on the team now? We're just short of a hundred people on the team today. We're about and a three-year-old company. Three-year-old, a hundred people and, uh, presumably, uh, funded by, Venture? We are a venture-backed tech startup. Okay. And so why should people pay attention? What, what is it about Branch that you think is different and better for the consumer and or better for other participants? And we'll, we'll in a moment, we can dive into who those participants are. But what's your uh, value proposition? Yeah, thanks, Michael. I'll uh, apologize for telling a story here, but um, how we got here, uh, you'd mentioned I'd been insurance, in insurance for some time. I grew up at a big insurer. Um, that company had been shrinking for my whole career. Not shrinking premium, right? Premium grows naturally, but um, uh, that hides the defection of consumers. Uh, and it's frustrating to be shrinking. Right. I mean, it's way more fun to be growing. And we were trying really hard and couldn't do it. At the same time, I was watching the market shift. Uh, and the shift that was fascinating was we had these um, we had Geico and Progressive Direct gaining rapidly uh, while many of the big companies, particularly Farmers Nationwide and, and others, were shrinking at, a, at nearly uh, not as quite as fast a pace, but but. Uh, quickly. 
And, um, and I had the chance to GM a direct business, but I also couldn't figure out how big insurance companies had become big. No one seemed to remember. I mean, none of us are really old enough to know, right? Um, and so I started reading insurance history. Uh, and what I found was, and this is something that I think people don't fundamentally understand. You know, I, I was brought up on the idea that consumers were becoming more price sensitive. And if you go back 250 years, that was the same problem of that moment. Consumers were very price sensitive. Insurers competed on price. And instead of hard and soft market cycles, it'd be boom and bust because there wasn't actuarial science. And when the great fire happened, half the market was wiped out. It's actually why Hartford's a big brand, because the founder of Hartford dipped into their own pockets to finish paying claims after uh, a great Uh-huh. Okay. Right? And so they had a brand of actually being there. And so what I recognized uh, as I then saw an ability to recreate the underwriting model using technology and data where we'd change the filed product so that it could be underwritten instantly, Branch was able to bring instant insurance to consumers for the first time. And you're going to hear that from insurtechs, like we're instant, but Branch is binarily instant. We only need a name and address. And then we give a firm offer. We've never given a quote. Everything you see is a price. It can be purchased the moment you see it. And you can buy home and car insurance in the same transaction in less than a minute. You can add umbrella in a single click and we'll cancel your old insurance on your behalf uh, on the effective date of the new policies. And so, Michael, by making it so easy to acquire, it allowed us to think differently about the expense structure of the business. And so what I say to when, when I say that what people don't understand is they don't understand that the market has been shifting to a less expensive insurance product for 200 years. So the reason State Farm was big is because if you switch to State Farm when they were new, you'd save 40 percent, probably more like 50. Mm -hmm. They defined a business model that created nationwide and farmers and many others, country, et cetera, the farm bureaus. Um, and so then you had Geico and Progressive Direct in the last 50 years create a, a cost structure advantage and consumers are slowly moving to that model at the expense, especially of the captive agency model where, where I grew up. And so what Branch is able to do is bring insurance to consumers in relevant moments where they can very easily and conveniently access a purchase at a price point that is reflective of the acquisition cost of how they found the product. And so what that means very practically, if I put it in layman's terms, is we love selling insurance however consumers want to buy it. We've got a fantastic group of independent agents that we work with, and many consumers seek the advice uh, and confidence that they get from buying through a trusted advisor. We distribute directly, uh, not our primary channel. Uh, and we distribute through partnerships uh, where a consumer might have a moment of relevance, not unlike other agents uh, who have a relationship with a lender or, um, or a realtor. Our relationships are with companies like Rocket Mortgage or ADT. Uh, mm -hmm. And so if I told you in the shortest breath, 
What makes Branch special is it's the only instant insurance on the planet that also can be bought bundled at the moment of purchase that is built to do good for its constituency uh, and as a result can change the cost structure of the business so that it's fundamentally less expensive. And we use that delta to fund a nonprofit called Safety Nest, which is built to combat the financial exclusion problem of uninsurance in the United States. Uh, and those are the primary things that make Branch different. Got it. All right. So you're uh, right. You're you're eliminating or compressing uh, steps in the insurance buying process. Right. I'm not sure who gets threatened by that. Who? who I'm, but it's a legitimate question. Who gets threatened by your capability? I think we're all threatened by dramatic change. Um, but I think um, if there was anyone that I would love to see really excited uh, <laughs> about what we're doing, um, it is, uh, it's our end consumer, our member. Uh, and what's been really gratifying is to see the reviews, right? We've got 4.9 stars on many hundreds of reviews um, that, that you can find on Google. And people are so shocked because they expected it to be so much harder than it was. And the delta between their expectation and their experience, um, that delight is really in, uh, invigorating for me. But I think more directly to your question, um, you know, our business is built for the people who own homes, who own cars. That's unique in InsureTech because most of, most of InsureTech is building, you know, a pure digital app that they'll directly distribute and they tend to get a really, uh, a much younger audience. Um, but no one allows you to bundle easily. And so there's been a marketplace that hasn't had access to a solution. Uh, and as a result, Branch's customer is, you know, our average customer is almost 50 years old. Uh, and we love that market. Uh, and I think that probably sends more chills down some of the larger incumbent spines because that's their bread and butter. And they're really not so worried about you if you built a renter's business selling to 20 year right. olds as the primary mm -hmm. go to market. Okay. Yeah. You're going out. I mean, so it seems like uh, uh, you're able to attract uh, in some ways an ideal customer, multi-lines um, and if they're in that age group, they probably have assets and they might lean towards um, the, the value of peace of mind. In other words, really caring about the insurance, not only about the price and the convenience, right? So there are, uh, so, so uh, presumably, and I'm not, you know, your customer journey is still relatively short. You've only been around for three years. Um, but presumably these are customers that can del deliver, um, solid customer lifetime value. You know, you're hundred percent right, Michael, and said like somebody who knows the space, uh, yeah. and, and I mean, you obviously do, but what people don't realize is, or, or at least people outside, you've, you've talked about, uh, tech, uh, technologists coming into insurance, but the, you know, those segments of kind of, um, what we'd think of as non-standard auto or renters um, in property, it's a high churn marketplace. And so as a result of that high churn, it becomes much more difficult to develop an, uh, a business that has positive economics 
And it becomes much more difficult to win a market because you're constantly replenishing what you've lost because your customers didn't have a lifetime. It's not that different than an agent building their own business, how you'd think about your go-to-market. Yeah. Um, okay. And we love that, that space. So, uh, Steve, uh, typically now, you know, now that now that uh, we've sort of established who you are and what it is that you do, um, I, I'll I want to explore what do you see as the trends and forces that are reshaping the industry. I suspect that some of those trends and forces are the very trends and forces that allow you, or certainly kind of uh, gave rise to Branch itself. That that ten years ago. The capability or the technology simply weren't there for you to do then what you could do now. Okay, so let me let me ask the you know kind of the big question. Uh, what you described sounds a little bit like magic. Instant, not just instant quotes, right? Almost like instant bind and issue policy. Yes. How do you and 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 with uh, like the answer to one or two questions? Well, like what's your name and what's your address, roughly? Okay, so how is that possible? Yeah, so you know, on your first part of your question, Michael, um, I think data and technology are changing the way we should think about um, advising our customers to think about insurance. And, and the first way is that we, as the insurance side, you know, the, the uh, professional side of insurance, you know, the, the consumer side is the, the community side, right? They fund it and they put money in to get money back. But as we think about indemnification, indemnification is all about restoring a person to their prior financial position. But if you think about this customer that we were just talking about, they've got assets, they have a house, they have a couple of cars, they own a few toys, like, their time is in exceptionally valuable. And we need to start thinking about indemnification of time. And so if you get in a total loss car accident and you're now waiting on your insurer to make a decision, obviously they have the investigative process to go through, but you're without a car. And if you didn't buy rental reimbursement, now you're out of pocket on it as well. Like there were so many steps. You might be taking days off work. Like there's all of this friction as a result of insurance. It leads to general unhappiness. But in the same example, if you have a claim with Branch, you contact us from the scene. We'll send a car to get you. And then uh, we'll either take you to the rental car place and you'll drive it home without opening your wallet or the car will beat your house when you get there. And so like that's, uh, it's a superior experience, and, and we all need to be thinking about the relevancy of insurance in the digital age, not because I can put it in, in a mobile app in your pocket, but because insurance was always meant to be good for the community, and we need to think through that lens. It isn't about um, how do I pay less in claims so I can put more in my pocket. Uh, and that is a beautiful aspect of the reciprocal as well, Michael. I'm limited to a 5% profit, whether it rains or shines, whether you have, uh, I pay a ton in claims or none in claims, like I get the same amount, the community keeps the rest. Uh, and I think that's a, a, a market trend and force that's real if we uh, will allow it to take hold. All right. So, uh, so it's a unique time. So the, the, 
you had mentioned technology and data is what allows you to do what you do, and that's available now. And you're yeah, technology and data is available today that wasn't available ten years ago. Um, especially the data, because what we've done as an industry, if you go back to the Sears catalog of 1932, just after Allstate was born, you'll find the original application for car insurance. It's seven questions long. It's what's your name? What's your address? What's the car uh, make and, uh, and model? Um, and you mail in the coupon and they'd mail you back a deck page and a policy jacket. And so like since then, we have found that there's a tremendous number more variables that predict risk, right? You guys get, you know, at we the insurers come to you all the time saying quality of business, quality of business, like bonus on loss ratio, all these things. And what we've done is we've complicated the ability to get insurance so that we can effectively better assign you a price uh, that resembles what we think your prospective risk is, right? But because of that process, yes, it's led to more perfect underwriting, but it's led to much more friction for agents and consumers. And what Branch has been able to do is uh, algorithmically fill out the application by gathering data when appropriate, and then uh, presenting only a price to the consumer. And so the consumer frequently, and, and you can try, our, you know, go to ourbranch.com, put in your own name, and then, you know, we're only in 10 states today, although we're coming very fast to whatever market you're in. But, you know, choose an address in Ohio or Arizona or, or Indiana. And what you'll find is we'll immediately come back to you and say, Michael, I don't see you at that address because that's not your house. Like we recognize it's not you. Yeah. Okay. And so we'll ask you, well, what's your address if you're moving, if you're moving into that house, like what's your address today? And the next thing you'll see is um, coverage recommendation and a price, price for home and a price for auto because, and it will tell you the people that are insured in your current policy, what your cars are, uh, people live in your household, you, the house that you're looking at, and its component makeup. And as a result, the agent gets the opportunity to talk coverage. Like, let's skip 40 minutes of data entry to get to a bundled price and two comparative raters you have to stitch together. And we give you an instant answer uh, and a really simplified uh, experience for the consumer uh, that either they or you uh, get to repurpose that time more efficiently. And that's how we're able to do it. All right. Uh, so, well, the uh, original Allstate policy asked seven questions, and it sounds like most of them were, who's my customer? <laughs> What's their name? What is their Probably very few of them were really underwriting questions. Presumably, in Branch's model, you have way more data points than seven. That is a fact. Yeah, you know, um, we couldn't do this and give up the segmentation, right? The easiest way to uh, create an unprofitable outcome as an insurer is to not use uh, uh, variables that are known to segment risk and to give the same price to everyone while everyone else has a better version of how to underwrite. What we do instead is we gather that data so that the consumer doesn't have to answer it. Uh, and we've constrained our model for things that can only be, you know, gathered. Um, but, um, but you know, and, and our agency partners will tell you it's 
frequently a lot of the same stuff you're used to seeing. It's just all filled out by the time you get there. Got it. All right. So, um, well, I, I do have one more question. I want to pursue this just a little bit more. So uh, other than obviously some of the changes that have um, kind of given rise to Branch's capability, having you having been in the industry for some time now and, and in some fairly innovative positions like at eSurance and so on, um, where else, where do you see the industry going? Um, and uh, how do you see it changing both for the consumer and the independent agent? Yeah, I think that um, for the consumer, the consumer is going to see a lot more insurance offers in moments of convenience. The, the consumer is going to experience more uh, expectation uh, or they already have the expectation that it shouldn't be so hard to work with insurance companies. Uh, and I think that's going to doubly benefit the agent uh, who we've used as a, a for, uh, you know, a millennia uh, to band-aid all of our terrible processes at insurance companies so that the consumer didn't feel it. Uh, and I think, um, you know, the uh, consumer then, you know, the consumer trend that puts pressure on the industry and, and the agency uh, is that the consumers will value other than price, but people don't switch that don't save. And so that consumer that's very uh, sensitive about their time, you know, expects that you'll find a lower price for them as their agent uh, or else they'll stay where they are. Uh, and what we see in the market generally, you know, in, in the moment where um, in moments where the industry shops at once, uh, like there's some kind of uh, catastrophic event uh, or there's so much more advertising the insurance company with the lowest cost structure gains the most production in those moments. And this is the consumer force of, um, you know, if you ask customers, if you could change one thing about your home or car insurance, what would it be? The vast, vast majority would just tell you unaided that they wish it were cheaper. And that uh, that's a pressure point. It means that for all of us, um, and especially agencies, we have to demonstrate value to the consumer that is in excess of, of whatever the price delta will be, you know, for like versus a Geico's business model. Uh, and people don't frequently understand that the reason Geico has a lower price isn't because they're necessarily cutting coverage. It's because they have a fewer people to pay in the cost structure. And so like that make, means all of us have to be on top of our game, however we're coming to market to ensure that we're creating commensurate value with the price we're putting out there. Uh, and then for insurance companies, we have to uh, answer to that need, which is to make it really easy because a lot of it's a throughput game, right? I mean, uh, agents become excellent at, uh, at managing the time cost of uh, the producers and uh, we can't be muddying it with a bunch of paper documents and uh, and processes that are arcane but not valuable. Uh, and so I think those are some of the things we'll see. Some of the more tech-oriented forces is we're going to have new data come. Uh, computer vision interpreted imagery. 
uh, sensor-based data. Uh, and uh, these things also lead to new business models like autonomous cars or uh, autonomous drones uh, that we may be flying in by the time we're driving autonomous cars. Uh, and so, you know, all of these things uh, will change how we think about who's liable for what. Uh, and uh, they'll exert different pressures on each of us. But uh, I think the, the key aspect is digital is only important in so much as it can create value for consumers that they didn't have previously. And frequently that's customer happiness defined by having to spend less energy on valueless work, valueless effort, or by reducing price. Um, but all consumers come into the market and operate with us being at least of low confidence that they understand their coverage. And as a result of that, you know, the agency model has, um, you know, has still a very long term in it. If an agency um, wanted a relationship with Branch, is it uh, is that relationship similar to how it would be with a primary carrier? It is. It's very similar, um, although, you know, we're not working with every agency. We're working with agencies that can bring tech forward. Um, we don't really have the ability to work inside of a comparative rater, Michael, because we can't be instant there. I mean, you don't need another insurance company. You got lots of insurance companies to choose from. Right. Uh, and so, you know, companies, uh, agencies that have uh, scratch agencies, uh, mega agencies and everything in between we do work with. But our goal is to make it meaningfully simpler for the consumer. And so if that aligns with an agent, uh, an agency or your agency, uh, then, um, yeah, we'd love to know you. Yeah, yeah. If you just if you had an opportunity to really like deliver a poignant message to the to the industry, particularly the independent agency side, uh, so, something that you think is important for their ability to thrive now and in the future, what would you say? It's a great question. Um, I think the what I worry about for the independent agency channel is that there are a number of forces. Uh, that are building to make it harder to work with the independent agency channel for consumers. And an example I use is uh, the comparative raters. Not, not that the comparative rater itself is a bad thing, but that as insurance companies, it, it requires you to go through a tremendous question and answer, more so than even a, a, another direct-to-consumer insurance company that isn't branch because none of the insurance companies want to pay for the data that would advantage everyone else inside the raider. Uh -huh. And so like, okay. you're familiar with this problem. You're laughing. You know, like these are, these are ridiculous things that will lead to the independent agency channel being the hardest channel to work with. And, um, and I think those things are really worthwhile uh, to solve. And as an, as an independent agency group to rail against, because um, ease is incredibly important, especially to your bread and butter customer who has multiple assets and time is, is the shortest uh, a commodity. Um, but I think that's an, uh, it's a really important message I don't hear often that um, it's not just the Raiders. Like I, I use it as an example, um, but uh, activities that, Optimize for an agency's profit over a consumer savings. Eight uh, uh, things that optimize for um, 
the agency's time over the consumers. You know, I, I think the best agents don't don't use those practices, but we run into them in the marketplace, and I think it it tarnishes the agency channel. Um, and you know, it's a brand. I mean, there there is an element of consumers who know they want to shop through an agent, uh, and uh, I think the brand is the thing uh, most important to protect. Uh, so if listeners want to learn more, if they want to uh, reach out to Branch or find out whether or not it's a good fit, how should they do that? I'm happy to have you reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is steve at rbranch.com. You won't get that offer from any CEOs. I'm <laughs> Nobody else is allowed uh, to give that one away. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, introduce you to our agency team directly. We're in 10 states today. We're rolling out rapidly, expect to be available uh, to about 80% of the U.S. population before the year is out, which is, okay. I think, the fastest rollout in the regulated era. Um, but, um, you know, you'll find the, uh, the states we're in on the website, ourbranch.com, O-U-R branch.com. And, uh, you know, generally, if you're doing interesting things uh, and you're an interesting person who wants to do good and do well by doing good, I'd love to know you and uh, looking forward to meeting many of you after the show. All right. Uh, well, Steve, terrific talking to you. Appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks so much, Michael. It's great to be here and uh, really appreciated spending time with you and the, the group. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.